The clock is now running on the Playbook Podcast, the podcast where you take a deeper dive into the game of business, leadership, teamwork, character, the things that drive your motivation and build dedication. When you get a good look at the game plan of great business leaders, you start to formulate your own playbook and your own rise to the top. Make your next play your best play. And now, here are today's game captains, Glenn Amorell and Andy Phillips. Let's go! Welcome back to the Playbook Podcast. I'm Andy Phillips. Joining me is my partner, Glenn Amorell. Glenn, how you doing? I'm doing great now. <laughs> so, technical difficulties to get us going, which A little means bit, you know? We're going to wipe out our pregame warm-ups because... We don't need anything else to go wrong there. So let's just get right into this. And uh, Glenn, do you want to introduce our guest today? I would love to. Um, I'm proud to announce uh, our guest today is Christina Shoemaker, who is the Senior Vice President, uh, Development, Grants, and Marketing of the Valley Youth House based in the Lehigh Valley. Um, for those that don't know, um, Valley Youth House is a beacon for vulnerable, abused, and homeless youth and, and, and their families in 18 counties, is it, Christina? Yes. yes. In Pennsylvania. So um, uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Andy. Thank you hey, for Christina. having me today. Appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun. We got a first half, a fun halftime, then we'll have a second half, and we'll get to know all about what you do and who you are. Sounds great. All right. You ready? It's going to be I'm fun. ready. Um, in your role at the Valley Youth House, you've been successful in um, including the community in your mission. Um, how has that helped the Valley Youth House be more self-reliant? We receive millions of dollars every year, which is coming from amazing donors from our community that support us. And we really rely on that support. Many people don't realize how large Valley Youth House is. Uh, last year, we had a $34 million annual budget. We served over 21,000 young people and their families. And we're located in 18 counties, like you mentioned, throughout Pennsylvania. So we really rely on the support of the community to help us to provide the programming and services for our young people. When we receive funding from um, the county, state, or federal level, that funding is never at 100%. So my team has to do a lot of fundraising every year in order to make up that gap. You guys do a fantastic job of being, being basically the bridge between Valley Youth House and the community. You, you do really an admirable job for sure. You, you must have done these before because that was a perfect segue into my question, which is <laughs> how has COVID affected fundraising? Because it, it has to have in some fashion. I'm sure you guys had to adapt and adjust. So just talk about that for us a little bit. So COVID has been the year of the pivot, hasn't it? <laughs> With every single thing we've done, okay, let's pivot and figure out how we're going to uh, move forward. In terms of our programming, we immediately switched to virtual format. So we're working with kids who need us and they need us every day and sometimes more than once a day. And we made sure that our doors were gonna remain open. Our shelters never closed. Our board of directors made a pledge to our agency that we would do whatever we had to to keep our doors open. And we've done that. Uh, and wow. it's been really amazing. In terms of our fundraising events, 
we have had an amazing run for the last five years. We created an event called Setting the Stage. And the very first year, we partnered with the PPL Center for uh, the Elton John concert as part of his, the beginning of his farewell tour. Wow. And a couple of years later, he stopped in Allentown again. And, you know, we're hopeful that he's going to come back next year in 2022. And maybe yeah. we'll be able to have a live event again. Oh, um, that yellow nice. brick road, right? <laughs> That's right. Exactly. It'll be more of an Allentown freedom than Philadelphia freedom, right? So. <laughs> well, we pivoted to a campaign and our community stepped up in a very big way for that event. Since we weren't allowed to have an in-person event, we ran a fundraising campaign and we were able to net the same exact um, amount of money for that event that we did for an in-person event. Wow. So we've, we've got a wonderful group of supporters, both at the individual level and at the corporate level, and uh, they came out in a very big way. We also have an awesome golf tournament every year, our Johnny Walson Jr. Memorial Golf Tournament. It's presented by Service Electric Network. We were able to host that last year in August at Lehigh Country Club. It was socially distanced and safe, and we were masked up, and we had an awesome tournament. And again, our donors came out in a very big way. We um, had a record-breaking year. Our um, Jetaway was sponsored by East Coast Jets, and we were able to have our jet away, which was awesome. Um, and this year, we are going to have another event in the fashion of pivoting. It will be in August, uh, not in June, like we typically have our event. Uh, but our jet away will be um, at Firestone Country Club in Akron, Ohio. And we have a really neat new addition, Lexus of the Lehigh Valley is uh, offering us a trip to Pebble Beach in California. And we are going to be auctioning that off for uh, two lucky people to uh, have a chance to play in their charity tournament. Pack your wow. bags. That's a statement right there. That's a statement. We're going. So um, our children and youth represent the future. How important is it for the uh, business and our communities uh, to embrace your mission? So it's very important. Our mission teaches young people, many who have been in really traumatic situations, how to grow past those situations, how to heal and move forward and become sustainable members of our society. So our children are going to be leading tomorrow's businesses, tomorrow's restaurants. They're going to be running the farms. They're going to be running our government and our nonprofit agencies. So it's really important for our businesses today to embrace the mission of Valley Youth House because it really is going to create a better future for all of us. Without a doubt. All right. Absolutely. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I want to get right into halftime. I, I do want to spend a good amount of time on the back end. So let's go ahead. Let's get to halftime. Our halftime is fun. We're peeling back the curtain. And we're going to get a little bit away from Valley Youth House, a little bit away from your experience, and just get to know some fun, the fun side of Christina Shoemaker. It's a speed round, 10 questions. If you have explanations, feel free. We, we spent about three, four minutes on it. Are you ready to play the speed round? Sure. All right. Favorite pet between a dog or a cat? I'll give you the option of neither, but I need a substitute. 
So they're both, um, they're all, all of my pets are staring at me outside of my office. Which one is it? (laughs) (laughs) I have two amazing bulldogs. I thought that the English bulldog would be sitting under my desk snoring throughout this podcast. Um, And I also have a cat. But if I had to choose, I would say Uh-oh. dog. I'm a dog person. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they're covering their ears. <laughs> Cats. I think my dad, my cat just uh, went in my room to uh, do something nasty. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, you, you have to leave early. We understand. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite vacation spot? So anywhere warm, anywhere in the Caribbean, uh, before 2020 occurred, uh, my husband and I went to Aruba and it was amazing. So that's definitely at the top of the list. Okay, good. Um, favorite food. I'll let you say a meal if you have something very specific. No, uh, but it's definitely a toss up between shrimp and pizza. Okay, so I, I got follow up on that. Shrimp, how, how do you like your shrimp prepared? Is it just cold shrimp and cocktail sauce or do you like a certain like kind of like occasion shrimp? Like what what kind of shrimp? Any kind. Okay. I like uh, chilled shrimp cocktail, peel and eat. Uh, it's really good. Peel and eat dipped in butter with hot sauce in it. You'll have to try that if you haven't. I've not tried that. <laughs> I've got a great idea. How about we do blackened shrimp on, on the pizza? pizza? Oh, that sounds great. I'm in. I'm in. All right. If you had to pick, I think I know from your vacation answer, but if I had to pick, you're given a beach house, a lake house, or a house in the mountains with some skiing, maybe with a lake. Uh, So you can combo the lake and the mountain, I guess. But which one would you choose? So I would choose the beach house and you were right based off of my vacation uh, explanation. However, I grew up in the mountains. My grandparents had a cabin in the Poconos. Um, I also grew up at the lake. My uncle had a lake house um, and my husband's grandparents had a uh, place at the beach. So I love them all, but I would definitely have to choose the beach. All right. All right. How about your first car you ever owned? Your title, not the first one you drove, the first one that your name was on the title, year, make, model, color. Oh my goodness. Year, make, model, 1982 Chevy Citation. I guess it was supposed to be blue, but it was so banged up. You weren't really sure. My grandfather found it for me and I bought it for $200. <laughs> what a, now I would say what a deal, but was it a deal? <laughs> well, you know, it got me around yeah. uh, and, and I ended up having a couple fender benders with that one. So when I bought my Honda Prelude about a year later, um, I was in a much better position and a more experienced driver. There you go. Just Having a, a young person get a brand new car is never a good idea. You got to get the first one and get the, the dents out of the way. <laughs> get the training wheels off before you get a new car. All right. Uh, I tell people all the time they can go as deep into this as they want or something as little as a spider. But what is your biggest fear? Oh, my goodness. So um, on, on a very basic level, I'm terrified of snakes. I can see that. <laughs> I, I never understood getting a snake as a pet. I never understood the logic behind it. It's yeah. literally in our marriage contract. So my husband and I will be married 17 years this year. He had several snakes as pets. And I made him promise me that we would never have snakes. Of course, our son, that was the first pet that he asked for. <laughs> and did he get it? I talked him into a lizard. Well done. Well done. <laughs> my wife hates snakes too. It's 
Oh. I don't understand the point of them. Like at some point, you, like what is the point? Because you know, if you if you don't want a, an animal to run around your house, I get that. But if you're getting something that's going to be in like a tank, you want to make sure it's an animal that you know will stay in the tank. <laughs> like yeah. get a turtle, get a fish, get something that you know isn't going to somehow when you're gone fight its way out. (laughs) The feeling of getting home, looking at the cage and it not being there has to be like such a gut-wrenching experience. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All right. Anyways, uh, favorite sports team. Uh, So I'm a Penn Stater. So Penn State Lions, but also a toss up. My daughter is a cheerleader for uh, our high school team, Northwestern Lehigh. Okay, so good. Go Nittany Lions and go Tigers. There you go. All right. Uh, favorite city that you ever or that you've never lived in. So it can't be what like, oh, uh, you know, Allentown or if you lived in New York, it has to be somewhere you've never lived, but is a place that you think would be cool to live at. San Francisco. Hands down. Love San Francisco. I love Sausalito. Uh, my husband had a conference many years ago in San Francisco. And I said, may I go along? And he said, <laughs> why do you want to go? You know, I'm going to be in the conference the whole time. I said, cause it's San Francisco. That's why I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. When, when it's in Indianapolis, I'll set that one out. <laughs> right. No wow. offense to anyone just, from Indianapolis listening to it. You just threw shade on Indianapolis. my friend. <laughs> I was trying to think of like just somewhere that wasn't like San Francisco, but wow. I, that's right. That's where Carson went is. So oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. All right. Um, if you had to lose one of your five senses, which would you choose? Oh, I had such a hard time with this one, Um, but I guess I would choose touch. Um, And I actually lost the sense of touch throughout both of my pregnancies. Um, I, my arms were completely numb for the second half of both of my pregnancies and I had no feeling whatsoever. So I've experienced that a little bit, Um, but that's a hard question. So when I'm coming up with these questions, I often try to think about my answer. And I think... I think I'll do smell. Mm, but the smell affects your taste. There's no, but, but, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not in this question. It doesn't. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, okay. No, no, you only get, you only have to lose one. <laughs> because how are, how are you going to smell that blackened shrimp? Right. Pizza. You got to get the drool going. <laughs> I just, I feel like if I can't feel something, it just like, I'll drop everything. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just give right. up my six cents. Yeah, there we go. All right. Um, and finally, no repercussions after your job's still there. No one even knows it happened. Would you go to jail for one year for $1 million when you come out, your job isn't affected, your financial situation wasn't affected outside of gaining a million dollars, not taxed, and your family's not mad at you? But would you basically waste a year of your life in an eight by eight cell for a million dollars? So when I first saw this question, I thought a million dollars, wow, that's a life changer. But you know, we just got out of jail, home jail, (laughs) (laughs) or we're still kind of in House arrest. (laughs) That's right, exactly. And as I've gone through this pandemic and I've realized that I'm a social butterfly and I really enjoy being around people, I would actually turn down the money. Okay. I'm a liver and I want to live and I wouldn't want to give up a year sitting in jail. I think, I think it depends on what stage in your life you're at too. So for example, if you asked me five years ago, I probably like, yeah, toss me in, just don't throw away the key. But now that I'm a parent and married, I'm like, I, 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 I mean, 
my wife might tell me, go, go for it. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like that question though. Cause it is a thinker, like no repercussions. Oh, what's a year. Well, it's a, it's a whole year, but anyways, Glenn, oh, we got to yeah. get back on track here. All right. Well, going off the rails <laughs> a little bit. So we're going to get into the second half here. We're getting through as many of these as we can. I want to start off with leadership traits. Um, you have to rely on a few personally and everyone has different ones. They rely on, you have to grow, value youth house and there's responsibilities such as fundraising and grants and marketing and public relations at a 31 million dollar human services agency what traits do you rely on to help lead on your end so i really rely on being trustworthy and that's important um, for my team that they trust me and trust that i have their back but it's also important for the community. So I meet with our community and I ask them to step up in a big way to support financially our agency. And so they need to trust me too, as a representative of the programs and services that we provide for young people. So being trustworthy is very important and uh, being a service, um, a servant leader is very important to me too. So for, providing that um, servanthood to my team and to the community uh, and and using that my own accountability to um, to help with uh, promoting Valley Youth House uh, through myself and through my team. You know what's great about that answer is we ask people a similar question. We That question gets asked a lot on here. I'm not sure I've heard that be the first answer, trustworthy. And I think it's a 100%. Was that mentioned? Trait. Was that mentioned earlier today? <laughs> was it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. So we, we did a whole. Yeah, we did a little roundtable where yeah. everyone had to keep. You kept saying a trait of leadership until somebody either doubled up or couldn't think of one. And I and I don't think trustworthy was brought up, but it absolutely is. If you don't trust your leader, it's going to be very tough to give your hundred percent underneath them. So I I think it's a great answer. I, that was, that's what I like that about doing the show. We talk to so many different people. It's great to hear different answers and philosophies because it just opens you up to more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it kind of brings me to my next question. You, um, mentorship is a, a huge theme in, in our podcast. How important is mentorship in successful out- outcomes for uh, the Valley Youth House? So for Valley Youth House, it's so important. We have uh, a marketing tagline that we say, all it takes is one caring adult to forever change the life of a young person. So that's, you know, mentorship in its, in its own right. With having caring adults, many of our young people um, haven't been able to trust adults. And so having a mentor who oftentimes is their counselor that they're working with at Valley Youth House, that person that has their back, that's helping do the things that parents um, haven't necessarily done for these young people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there providing that mentorship and helping them move into their future. Excellent. Excellent. Speaking of mentorship, that brings me right to my next question. You're good with the segues. Um <laughs> Best advice you ever received from a mentor? So my grandmother was one of my mentors, and I've been very fortunate throughout my life to have lots of caring adults that had my back and looking that were always looking out for me. But my grandmother always told me, you can do anything that you want to do as long as you put your mind to it. And she was absolutely right. I believed her, and I've used that as a philosophy throughout my life. 
Um, on my father's side, I was the third person in my family to uh, graduate from college, go Penn State again. And uh, <laughs> on my mother's side, I was the first in my family to go to college and wow. the first in my family, both sides, to receive a master's degree. Wow. Well, well done. Congratulations on all of that. But I, I love the advice. It's I've heard it before, but it's so true. People, it's determination and persistence. That's, That's what right. it is. And it's easy to say. It's one it's another thing to do it. So obviously you have and it led to all the success you're having now. Thank you. This is awesome. So leadership um, creates successful outcomes, as we know, good leadership, that is not not bad leadership. And um, tell us a successful uh, Valley Youth Health uh, success story. I love to tell the story of Salisa Barian. And if you go to YouTube, you can see um, her in a video uh, promoting Valley Youth House. Salisa was in our programs. She had the opportunity to learn and heal and grow while working with Valley Youth House counselors. And she ended up having some wonderful local corporate jobs. Uh, she came back to become a member of our board of directors. She made a major gift to our maternity group home campaign, Great Beginnings. And she now is the CEO of her own company. Wow. wow. That's fantastic. That's incredible. That's full circle. That's right. That's full circle. That If that's not a testament to what you do, that is phenomenal. All right. So this is our Hail Mary question and alludes to the Playbook podcast. It's our final play of the game. It's our best play. We ask everybody this. Now, answer me before I ask you, did you get your, you said your master's, did you get your master's right after undergrad? Was it right in a row or did you wait? I waited. Okay. So I can, I can still go off 22 years old then. So <laughs> go back to 22 year old Christina, fresh out of undergrad, Nittany Lion through and through. And now you have to give yourself advice based on what you've experienced and your knowledge of now. What are you going to tell the younger version of yourself? I'm going to tell myself to make sure that you stop and smell the roses because life is so sweet. But because I always felt that I, you know, I believe that I could do anything. I was so determined, so steadfast, working all the time uh, that sometimes I missed out on things. Right. Uh, and now that my uh, two children are a little bit older, I'm realizing that time is very, very precious and I'm making sure uh, that I'm spending as much time as possible with them and with my husband. So I'd tell that 22-year-old, calm down. It's going to happen. Make sure you stop and smell the roses along the way. Isn't it incredible that, you know, for a certain people, I think I would guess us three, I just have a feeling you're all similar in the sense that we like control. We like to be able to kind of have a say in exactly how our life's going but it's incredible. The one thing you will never have control at is that clock ticking just because you can't stop time. Oftentimes you wish there was a 25th hour in the day or an eighth day in the week, but it's stuff that we can't stop. We can't control. So I think that's great advice for somebody who's worked so hard to get where you're at and all the successes that you've had is if you can take the time to breathe, to slow down the day any way you can, you absolutely got to do it because there Don't is more on the thorns. Get right to that rose and smell the roses, right? Without That's a doubt. Right. Sometimes you know, we spend our how you look at it. <laughs> we spend so much of our life, like you said, Glenn, yeah. navigating through the thorns mm -hmm. that we don't when we get to the rose, we don't take the time to breathe it in. It's like on to the next set of thorns. So I, I think it's great advice. 
Absolutely. I, I think we also tend to focus so much on the negative. And uh, one of the things that I've realized over the last few years is there's so much more positive in this world than there is negative. We just don't, we don't pay attention to the positive as much as we pay attention to the negative. I agree. And, and I think a lot of that issue is unfortunately the news and what draws clicks is negative headlines and negative news stories and all that kind of stuff. And that's why when this pandemic started, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the off the show, the office, but uh, John, yes. Krasinski, I believe his name is who plays Jim Helpert. He started, Jack uh, little, he started the show. He started a little show called uh, some good news. And you, John just, Krasinski. Yes. It yeah. was just, it was just about, actually some sharing a good story or two right. that people need to hear to realize there's a lot of good in the world. And I think it's great that you mentioned that. So. Awesome. Well, uh, Christina, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Um, I want to give you a little time here so you can uh, tell our listeners how they can support the Valley youth house and uh, reach out to you. Sure. Well, thank you both very much for having me on the show. I would love to introduce anyone who is interested into Valley Youth House. You can go to our website to learn more at valleyyouthhouse.org. You can also contact me. Uh, my contact information is on the website. You can reach me, though, at 610-820-0166. I would be happy to help you change the life of a young person. There is nothing more important. Uh, again, Christina, thank you. Uh, so much. Um, and thanks everybody for uh, listening today. Uh, my name is Glenn Amarell. I am Andy Phillips. Uh, what's in your playbook? Uh, please be sure to comment and let us know what you'd like to hear. Thank you very much.